Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. On today's Underdog episode, we're breaking down the teams we think are being overlooked heading to Week 10. Uh, we have some fascinating matches to talk about. The Browns now officially, officially without OBJ. They're heading to my hometown, New England, to take on the Patriots. Uh, the New Orleans Saints are going to take on the hot Tennessee Titans and the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson back in action. Uh, they travel to Lambeau. Actually, I still have a home in Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, plus, we have an exciting new segment for you coming up in just a couple minutes. So stick around. This show was brought to you by WinBet. Week 10 is coming in hot, so there's no better time to get in on the action. Download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1 win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, soccer, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wage matchup up to $1,500. For all the details on these offers, download WinBet now and set the odds in your favor. Offers subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state. WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's bring a lamb to the show. Lamb, I got something funny to tell you. So, uh... Since the pandemic, it's been about two years since I actually stepped onto the basketball court. And I'll tell you what, I paid for it fully. So I actually, (laughs) I played from seven o'clock to about 1030 last night. And it's so funny going into the play play basketball. I took a couple of leave and only time I take a leave is when I know it's going to be some like real action. So, man, I ended up, I was, I was streaky. I, I am not in basketball shape. Uh, but my body hurts. I woke up this morning and felt like I played a real football game. I don't think I moved like that in a while. So I, I'm officially an OG, man. Dude, I saw on the Instagram you flashed, uh, <laughs> I believe there were KDs you were wearing. No, I had Those the Cobes. I had the Cobes. Cobes. Okay. Let me put some respect on Cobes' name. <laughs> but, dude, you, you know what's crazy, man? I, I'm, I'm pretty active. Uh, every day I work out, I do jujitsu. You are very the active. Different, the different stages of like cardio is wild right like i play pickup soccer on tuesdays that's yep. different conditioning jujitsu different conditioning i actually played ball a couple of weeks ago they just built these new courts in uh around my way and after like you know game 16 win by two after the first game i'm like damn all that rolling around on the mats <laughs> that ain't helping me out here like what's going on doc it's crazy but man interesting 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 week mm-hmm. um there were some wild games last. I tell you what, though, uh, but before we get into um, our games, I ju- I just feel like sports, like across the board, might be, in terms of the competition, might be as even as we've seen in a long time. Um, you know, basketball, hockey, baseball, football, um, even the fight game. You know. Um, unless you're fighting Canelo, then that's a different story. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. But man, I I feel like that's what's making it, that's what's making all this exciting. That's what's making fantasy football exciting. That's what's making betting exciting because you you just don't know. And I'm sure Vegas is loving the fact that it's like that this year. 
Yeah, I mean the NBA uh, as a Knicks fan, Knicks are having a pretty good season. They're seven and four, but they're I think seventh in the in the East because now all of a sudden you got those Washington Wizards, you got the Magic playing well. You're like, where did this come from? So you're right, a lot of Cleveland, a lot of yeah, Cleveland also <laughs> words. So it's been it's been interesting, man. And and real quick, staying on the theme of soccer, right? I see you got that nice Portugal jersey, the O four Euro the, Cup. The so people don't know. Seventeen Ronaldo wore seventeen because Luis Figo wore number seven. So people are like Ronaldo wore seventeen. Yes, he did. All right. Anyhow. Yeah, and I, I know all about that since my my nickname is Lamb, being a Greek, you know, the old four Euro <laughs> Cup. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. Hundred and fifty to one odds, Will. For Greece to win the Euro Cup back then. Crazy. That is crazy. There, there's the story right there. All right. Before we get into this week's games, we have a brand new segment for you. Welcome to Win Will Blackman's Money. Not my actual money, but my betting money. All right. First off, I want to welcome to the show a fellow Blue Wire podcaster, one of the hosts of the Stay Hot podcast. Theo Ash is in the building. What's happening, man? How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, I've been in my room for a couple of weeks. My roommate tested positive for COVID, and I'm not sure if I have it or not. So I'm just sitting in here and uh, not going to class today. So I'm looking forward to uh, out the just, gate. Okay. just out the gate, just sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so let me explain what's going on, okay, people. So Theo's new new buddy of mine, and we're also in the same fantasy football league, which I am getting thudded on right now. <laughs> um, and also, but, but but the reason we get along is because he is a legit Packers fan as well. And please, Theo, tell the people why you are a real Packers fan. I'm a real Packers fan. Uh, I, I inherited it from my family. My grandpa That's waited how out, however many years he waited to get on the season ticket list, probably like <laughs> 40, 50, 60. <laughs> but uh, he did eventually get on, uh, get season tickets. So uh, I'm from Minnesota, but for Christmas, Thanksgiving, we drive over to Appleton, Wisconsin, where he lives, usually catch about a game per year. And, uh, you know, parents, big Packers fans. I'm a big Packer fan. I have very fond memories of you, Will, playing cornerback and were returning punts Were you even born when I was playing? I, think you I was. I was born in 2000. I'm not that young. I'm 21. That's why we can have this segment. Well, I got drafted when you were six. Actually, that's fair because when I was like four or five, six years old in that range, I really – I was coherent enough to understand football. So that's fair. My number one memory of you as a football player, I don't know if I should say it though. It, it's if kind I of relevant beat, today. If I got beat, that's fine. <laughs> It's it's the Odell Beckham catch where he laid yeah. out was that was on you when you were in that Washington right yeah. yes and I remember you you talking about that on some podcast sometime where you thought it was overthrown and he still went laid out and caught it that's they had me also on the top 100 talking about it too yes that they, may have been they, what it was yeah they asked me about it and I'm like first of all that was like his only catch on me that entire game and I had a pick <laughs> that week I had a pick and I'll, I'll recap it again I. I played it perfect, and I looked, and I saw Eli. I'm like, ah, he threw it out of the building. No question. Great coverage by me, Will Blackman. And then I just saw Odell's 4X glove just <laughs> lay out and snag it. And then he did the Millie Rock dance. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Insult like, to injury. It's all, but here's the, wor- here's the worst part. So after my career, when I uh, got hired by NFL Network, I go into the studio, and sure enough, there's a big-ass mural of Odell. <laughs> Boom, making that catch. You see a 41. I'm like, thanks, guys. Anyhow, enough about me getting beat. 
uh, for a touchdown by Odell. Uh, so you just turned 21, and apparently you have these dream. You have a dream of becoming a big time sports gambler. But let me tell you this: mm-hmm. I saw, uh, I saw, I saw you. I saw one of your bets. Right, I'm seeing you tweet and making some of these crazy bets. I gotta say. Um, I, I like I, I like you being bold. I'm a big fan of that. But I seen a couple of red flags. You you just you just did a crazy six leg parlay on Monday night, which I respect because if you hit this parlay, it you would have cashed in big. So please tell the people break down this parlay um, that you did. Well, uh, so far I've been like completely breaking even every single week. It's an incredible gift of mine. At one point I had bet like in total like $2500 and my returns were like $2501. Like it's like <laughs> it, is a, it is a special gift. I do this every week. Look, I don't you lose don't lose. Any. You tell people I don't lose. I don't lose. <laughs> do I win? That's another question. But I was figured I'm like okay, I'm sick of staying even. Otherwise, I'm going to lose. Or I'm going to win big. And I bet I was like, Justin Fields has had some big stinkers so far. His rookie campaign playing a pretty good Steelers defense. I think they'll return one for a touchdown. He'll throw a pick six. He's gotten close a couple times. He's the under on yards is going to hit with him. And Big Ben, he's kind of looking washed this year a little bit. Bears have a decent defense as well. I'll go with the under on him as well. But Najee Harris is going to score one. And I don't know why I did the Pat Fryermuth under on that, but I just wanted to put something. I was but like, he Roquan made plays. Smith. He did make plays. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I thought maybe Roquan Smith. He's a pretty good coverage linebacker. I'm like, maybe they won't. Uh, they won't target the middle of the field with him over there. But they did. So the bet did not hit. I did not win my ten thousand dollars. But uh, you know, it happens. No, you know what though. <laughs> but here's here's what I learned too is, you know, having having Lamb my, as you know, my, my, my gambling guy is they, they really look at every single tiny detail when it comes to this, you know, obviously my, me playing for my whole life and knowing the analysis, but you have to really look, for example, you know, no, no Khalil Mack, no Eddie Jackson. Like that's mm-hmm. a big deal, you know, for Pittsburgh for them to get opportunities. But I, I'm not mad at the Justin Fields anytime touchdown score. I mean, that's, He's the quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, su- super, super interesting. So, uh, Lamb, tell me, I don't want to say this is dumb because the, the, it, it was a it was a big, big leg parlay, but it kind of made sense a little bit. I'm going to be honest. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, man. Anytime you throw defensive and special team touchdowns, you're that's playing tough. with fire. Yeah, that's something right. where, that's the yeah. biggest thing right there. That yeah, right yeah there, but that's, that's – the- that's also probably the biggest payout of the picks that you made. Was, that's probably right. what sent it over the top because you just can't account for that, right, Will? Like, if you know that Khalil Mack is not going to be on the field, you can sort of gauge that impact. Or Friar going under, Ebron was out, so maybe I would have probably played the over yeah, in that standpoint. I didn't quite right? realize Ebron wasn't playing. Najee Harris, solid. Justin Fields, I like the logic there. But you also kind of like counterintuitive, right? Like under on the passing yards. And then him scoring a touchdown too, kind of not like the same correlation, but interesting, man. I, I like getting crazy. I like getting crazy. I like getting crazy. But check this out. Now, now we've done some foreshadowing. So look, Dio, I think we already done a little bit of this, but clearly, you know, getting into this game, you'll need some guidance. So as you saw, this was a, this was genuine. We're going to make you an offer, man. We're going to help you along your sports betting journey. Um, we're going to interact here, have you on the show, 
also you'll see me chime in on your social media whether it's twitter instagram i gotta get my tiktok right because I, I need to learn how to do that i feel like that's so much work but i'm gonna get it right i'm gonna get it right damn it all right so it's you a got a guy that platform. can show you the ropes man yeah. i got a guy who can show me the ropes so you have no choice but to accept our offer okay here are the rules for when will blackman's money every week until the end of the football season i'm gonna give you a hundred dollars to bet on the win bet app okay Every week, you have to use up all of the $100, okay? So, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, this one was good. You, you dropped 20 for this one. You could have won 10 grand. So, we can make different wagers. You have to make at least two wagers. Wager one has to be a parlay of at least three legs, which is probably under for you because you like to go crazy here because you got six. <laughs> and so, and just to make it interesting – Wager number two has to include a sport that's not football. See that? I came prepared today, fellas. So whatever you win, you get to keep. How do you feel about this? Mm. I feel great. Uh, I'm wondering, can I take all the 100s for the rest of the week, put them all in this week, and put it on the Rams covering three and a half versus the 49ers? I don't understand that line. Can I do that? Probably not. (laughs) But that's one thing for this week that I'm looking out for. Yes, the towns, the terms sound good. The terms sound good. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So every week, we're going to check back in with you and see how your bets did and give you advice on going forward. So clearly, you're fine with that. Yes. So before you go, um, before you go off to make your first bets, Nick and I are going to give you a little advice to take with you on your journey. So, Lamb, what a, give, give, give him some of the advice you gave me. For example, I'll tell you one piece of advice he told me. He told me I need to get out my feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to take my – it could be my favorite team. It could be one of my best friends. But I got to take my emotions out of it. So that's the number one thing he told me, get out my feelings. Take it away, Lamb. Listen, rule number one when it comes to sports betting, you bet numbers, not teams. <laughs> That's it. It's that simple. I'm a big Giants fan. My guy will help bring a Super Bowl home. Theo, you know, on behalf of the Giants, sorry for those playoff beatdowns that we had to give <laughs> out. You know, just you were just next on the menu, man. But bet numbers, not teams, I think is is prime right there. That's true. And I'll have no problem with that. I love betting against the Packers, really, because either I'm right or I'm happy because the Packers won. But oh. if they lose... I'll win money. So betting against the Packers is actually one of my absolute favorite things to do. <laughs> so you have no problem getting out your feelings. No, no, I don't. I love to bet against the Packers. There Nothing. It's a win-win scenario. Very nice. So there we have it. Theo, uh, we're going to send you off with this $100, and we'll check back in with you next week and see how you did. So I'll tell you what, man. Good luck on your journey. This, be, this is an interesting week because there are possibly some interesting upsets that can happen. And lots of covers, man. So good luck to you, my man. Sounds good. Thank you. This show is brought to you by WinBet. We've wrapped up week nine of the NFL season. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app right now and start winning today. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they are also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. 
My man, Lamb, do you see anything on the WinBet app you like this week? You've been hot so far, man, so tell us some good news. Dude, you got a soccer jersey on right now. We're on international soccer break now, some World Cup qualifiers. Let's stay stateside, the U.S. men's national team, monster game on Friday against Mexico. Always. rivals. <laughs> I got a weird feeling. This this seems like a draw to me, Will. So I'm looking at the draw plus 200. Now how about this? Let's get a little funky. 2-2 two, two correct score, 18 to 1 odds. That's what oh. I'm on. You know, I'm not mad at that. And and this is going to be an emotional matchup. Last time, I remember, I think it was the Mexican fans were throwing beer and food on the, on the, on the yeah. pitch. So, the yeah, first we, meeting in the since the Gold Cup victories for the U.S. Right. There you go. So, man, thank you, Lamb, for all the details on the offers we mentioned earlier. Download WinBet now and save the odds in your favor. Offers up to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available to you. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Lamb, there's been a theme here. There's been a DB theme. So, without further ado, I'm excited to bring in nine-year NFL veteran pro bowler. Uh, he played for the Chiefs and the Chargers, and he is the host of Cover 24 Podcast. And unfortunately, he went to Virginia Tech. What up, Brandon Flowers? Welcome to the show. My dog. What's going on, Will? Man, I'm a fan of this show, so it's a pleasure for you guys bringing me on. No, and fun, I, and I'm a fan of you, man, just simply because um, I remember playing against all those Virginia Tech teams, and you guys were just like just pumping out defensive backs left and right. Um, I remember as a freshman seeing D Hall. Actually, there were times where D Hall lined up on offense and I had to cover him. And then my senior year, when I finally went to offense, I, you know, was getting guarded by Jimmy Williams. I see, I mean, you guys had just a plethora of DB. So I'm glad to have one of the great ones on this show, man. So welcome, my dog. How you doing? I appreciate it. The best one to come through there. We argue about it all the time. <laughs> Who the best corner? So since I'm on the show, I'm going to say the best corner to come through v But up. I appreciate you. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, so um, you are the host of Cover, Cover 24 Podcast. So please tell the folks a little bit about what that is. It's, it's a unique show, I'm heard. Oh, most definitely. Cover 24 is a podcast for me just being a big mentor to all the high school student athletes and college student athletes. You know, uh, in the previous years, I've always been asked to come out to different schools and just talk about my journey. You know, not just with football. I talked to University of Tim- Tennessee women's basketball team. It's just about how I avoided so many things into becoming who I am today and being to that ultimate goal and playing professional sports. You know, and we know, Will, it it was so many different things that could have just took us away from making it to the right. pinnacle of making it to the NFL throughout Easily. college. And we also had friends. They should have been playing in the NFL, NBA, whatever sport there is. They should have made it, but it was something that held them back, whether it was women, right, making the wrong decisions of going out too much, whatever it was. I just wanted to be that mentor for the student athletes you know, uh, going to different schools. And at that time, man, I was getting like 50 and 100 text messages because I always give up my phone number and say, if you need anything, hit me up. I know you don't want to go to the coaches and talk to them about your problems. Talk to me about them. So at that time, I was getting flooded with so many text messages and calls. So I just said, hey, let me just put out a platform and a podcast where you send in your questions. And instead of me responding to you, we go just blast it out to everybody that just needs to hear this. You know, I even go into college recruiting them 
what parents need to do and talk to their kids about making that big decision. Who should have the final decision on who's going right. to say who, where at school this kid goes to. So I try to cover everything, man, and just try to be that big brother, that mentor to just help guide the youth. Yeah. And, and they need that simply because, you know, a lot of us were the first in our family. So there wasn't exactly. really anyone to look towards. So like a lot of kids around here where I am in California, you know, obviously they respect my opinion because I went through the whole entire journey from youth all the way, you know, to the league. So I think that's super dope, man. So this show is called Upsets and Underdogs. I ask every single guest, what is one point in your career where you felt like you were the underdog and you overcame it? Wow, that's easy for me. So coming out of high school, <laughs> that's the yeah, this this is easy for me. Coming out of high school, I didn't have the grades or the SAT scores to go straight. Welcome to, to the college, club, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't have it. You know, um, I was always one of the top players from little league high school, but I was gonna be one of those guys that didn't do what he needed to do to get to college and play college football. So I went to a prep school called Hargrave Military Academy. Uh -oh. uh, the football program is in there now, but it has so many top athletes year in, year out. You got guys like Tory Holt, everybody been there, right? So I'm stepping into this military academy. First day, I had no offers because no schools wouldn't offer me because my right. SAT scores and GPA and everything like that. So once I get to the prep school, when I tell you this team is loaded with five stars <laughs> and everybody on the team, they're already signed to their schools. So you have nothing but guys from University of Georgia at running back. Um, you play with a guy, I think maybe in New York, Danny Ware. Like he was one okay, of the yeah, running yeah. backs. Um, Ray Lewis, younger brother, Keon Lattimore, that was going to Maryland. He was a running back. It was just every position we had was all world type guys. So me coming from Florida, always was one of the best athletes on the field. When I got there, I was the fourth string. Well, not fourth string. I was the fourth corner. And right. rightfully so. The guys before me, they started at Trues at the University of Virginia and the SEC. Also with Jonathan Hefney. At, uh, he, he was just a baller. So when I got on that team, I looked around and was just like, listen, all these guys are five stars. They signed to their schools and they real on the field. It's like they're not <laughs> just giving these stars like. Right. I am truly the underdog for the first time. But I think that underdog mentality is why I made it, you know, because right. I came out of school five, nine, five, ten, a buck sixty soaking wet. I'm talking about these five stars, they ripped. They ready to go play college football as freshmen. So at that time, I just bought in. I got in the weight room. Right. I gave forced to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. I gained 20 pounds there, put on muscle. Every day in practice, I'm either getting picks and one-on-one, seven-on-seven, knocking people out in our little scrimmages. Because there, if you get a scholarship offer, they offer you in practice. Because we played on Saturdays and the colleges played on Saturdays. So they could right. it wasn't high school where they can come scout you on Fridays. And we also played against Virginia Tech JV team, North Carolina JV team, West Virginia JV team. So we played against guys who actually are on college rosters. Okay. So I just felt like whenever I had that opportunity to go ball, I did. You know, when Virginia Tech staff came to practice, they literally fell in love with me. Um, the third corner at the time was committed to Virginia Tech as a cornerback. So when they seen both of us on the field, I was playing just as uh, well as he was, if not better. They locked me up with a scholarship right there, and then it just took off from there. But initially, man, big-time underdog that I had to go and prove myself. And – I think because I went to that military school, I always had a chip on my shoulder, you know, right. throughout my whole time in the NFL. 
No, and I think I, that's a, that's such a dope story. It reminds me. I think the other one's Fourth Union, right? That's where a lot of other yeah, guys that was our rival. That was our okay, rival. and they were loaded too. I know Eddie George is known as Jacoby. I mean, yeah. the list goes like, yo, Lamb, go go look at both those schools and see how many dudes are in the league from that school, from both of those schools. But that's that's For cool, sure. man, because eventually, like. You are you will be forced in a situation where you have to figure it out or you get lost. So I think that's super dope, man, that you found that and overcame that. All right. It's time to get into our first segment. It's called Top Dogs. This is where we highlight the underdogs of week 10 of the NFL season that we feel are most undervalued and have the best chance to win you some cash. So, fellas, the first game. Browns at the Patriots. This is basically like a pick 'em, right? They're taking the money counts. Fifty-five percent of the tickets are on the Browns, but fifty-five percent of the money are on the Pats. So we got a split between the pros and the Joes. Um, this so one of the funny subplots, fellas, is Baker was number one rated quarterback last week without OBJ. I'm actually pretty sick of this narrative. Uh, <laughs> he plays better without OBJ. Yeah, he he probably does, but that's just that's just the office. That's the system. It's a system. You know that's it's all a it system. Is. It's a that's system. what I'm saying. So well, he threw like 14 passes or something crazy like that last week, but they mm-hmm. ran the ball like crazy. Um, so I think this is super wild. But Liam, what do you think about this? Let me bring you in here for this one. Well, I'm just fascinated by that narrative, fellas, of Baker being better without Odell. Like, Will, what what is it that a guy as talented as Odell doesn't work with a guy like Baker? Well, like 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 Brandon and I both said, it's a, it's a system thing, so it doesn't really matter like who's at receiver. You can plug anybody in at, at the end of the day. Like, they need to run their route and be at that certain spot. Odell's the type of dude where it's like, okay, we have this type of player. Let's design, you know, 10 to 12 plays for this dude mm. like they did, you know, last year. You know, they, they he's good. at the, He's good on slant. If he gets one on one, he's going to double moves. Give him reverse. Like you got to give that person the rock because they, they will help you if you design it accordingly. But it's just it's a system thing. Brandon, it's, it's almost like Tom Brady and the Patriots, right? They never right. had a big name receiver to go over there and say, win on the outside and I'm going to get you the ball. It's like, no. I'm going to get you open. You get to these spots. We go run the ball. We go play action. When I turn up and I fake this ball in Chubb's stomach or Kareem Hunt's stomach, I need you to be to that spot. I can't whoever have it you is. ad-libbing it. Yeah, whoever it is. I can't have you kind of ad-libbing and trying mm. to win at the line of scrimmage because you might not be exactly where I need you to be. Then I'm going to be focused on you too long. I might take a sack. And it's no knock to any of them. Odell's a good right. receiver. The Cleveland Browns have a well-oiled machine at offense. It just don't mix. And that's why you've never mm. seen a lot of top receivers go and play for the Patriots. They just but don't when, fit But when style. they did, but when they did in Randy Moss, they made Bingo. that adjustment. They made that adjustment like but that's that's the that's the good coach. Right. They had to. They got him and they designed plays just for him to do that. So but also too, I will say this. I will say I'm not gonna put all this on Baker simply mm. because I look at Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. They went air raid. They went for right. a wide. Mm-hmm. He sat back there and, and, and picked people apart. That was his style. So now he had to conform to the system. Same thing. Now he has to hand it off. He has to be a play action. He has to roll out, do all these things versus sit back there and pick people apart. So I'm not going to put all this on Baker uh, in terms of him to come into the scheme. But uh, that's interesting. And now... They're dealing with more adversity after Chubb, you know, had a monster game. He got COVID. He is vaccinated. 
possibly he could still suit up. So that's the difference. If you're vaccinated, you have a chance to test and come back. If you're not, you got to sit up for a while. Uh, Dearness Johnson, you know, he's he's been a a star for them uh, coming up. And so, man, it's interesting about this. What are some insights for this game, Lamb? So the Browns are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games on the road. However, anytime they go to Foxborough, Will, it's a nightmare. 0-5 oh five, last five meetings going into Foxborough. Pats are 4-2 and two against the spread last six games. And also this line has some serious line movement, Will, which I can't really understand because of the ticket count. Yep. So the Browns opened up minus two. And now the Pats are minus one. I wonder if that has anything to do with the status of Nick Chubb, because I feel what he means to that offense is up there with some of the top running backs in the game. So that's why I think that line has moved there. No, that I believe that's a big deal, too. But I need to ask you, Brandon, there's been some controversy in New England already with the Mac Jones ankle lock. I need to ask you, do you think that he intentionally was trying to hurt Brian Burns? I need to hear that answer. Uh, I don't think he was intentionally <laughs> yeah. trying to Thank hurt. You. Thank you. You know, it's just, he's a competitor. Emotions might go here, but you know how it is, Will, when we're on the field, before they put the rules in, right, when you really can't hit receivers across the middle, like, we get a chance to hit a receiver, we're trying to knock them out, but we literally but, aren't trying to hurt them and break their you. neck. You get it? Like, we're thank trying you. to hurt them, but not hurt them. So right. that that's what I think was just going on with Mac Jones. Like we plan to combat a sport. Like I know it sounds bad, but we do kind of try to hurt the other guy because if you don't, you go hurt yourself. But For not sure. intentionally trying to take him out and have him miss games like that. So I just think it's the just the competitive combative sport, you know, and that's what Mac Jones just fell prone to, you know. Yeah, like the the ball got loose and people say, "Well, the ball's down the field." Well, he's on the on his back. He doesn't know. He's like, "I'm trying to hold somebody else from getting the football." And I said this numerous amount of times, even on social media that I don't I don't believe like it's such a small fraternity, bro, in the NFL. I don't believe there's not any player who is intentionally trying to like injure and end, and end someone else's career. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, when I when I hit a dude, Boom. Okay. I want you to like, no, if I knock you out the game, then okay, you're out the game, but I hope you're okay. I'm not trying to yeah. end your career. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's crazy. Maybe now, maybe there might be like a couple, like one or two people that are crazy. In this game. <laughs> but let's get to these picks because we got to move on. Uh, you know what? I, I like, I like New England. I like New England in this one. Um, I think they're going to win by more outright. So I'm going to pick New England. Brandon, who you got for this game? I got New England too. I think Mac is just gaining so much confidence in this offense as the week go by their defense is going to get better i think new england is settling in with life sure. without tom brady you know with mac mm-hmm. at quarterback they know who their guy going to be i think the team around them just even trust them and it's hard to win in new england it's not just hard to win when brady's there it's just hard to win their period so I, I got new england in this also right and let's not act like they don't have the greatest coach of all time like come on now you know what i mean people 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 forget that. Yeah. Uh, Lamb, who you got? Yeah, I'm with the Pats as well. If I knew for certain that Nick Chubb was going to be in, I might switch my pickup, but I'm going to go with New England just because we know what to expect from them. All right. We got another cool game on the slate. Game number two. Uh, we got the Saints at Tennessee at the Titans against the hot Tennessee Titans. Uh, they are favored minus three. Uh, 65% of the tickets and 73% of the money are coming on the Titans. So no surprise on that, simply because I think they have the best resume this year uh, for the teams that they have been beating and how they've been beating them. 
Uh, the defense is playing outstanding simply because, you know, if it's not Derrick Henry, then who is it going to be? Uh, AJ, AJ Brown has been balling out really well. And so it'd be really cool to see him, uh, versus Lattimore. He, um, Lattimore went against his homeboy, uh, DK and they had a nice little battle there, uh, recently. So what are some betting insights in this game, Lamb, before we get moving? So the Titans, like you mentioned, have been on fire and they're aiming for six straight games that they've won at home. Will, I'm a little concerned for this spot here for the Titans, man. And just hear me out before I am you too, jump though. in because because I, I know I know you're big on the Titans. You've been you've been hyping them up for a couple of weeks well, now. Right, well, rightfully not big on them as I think they're in the Super Bowl, but rightfully so because they they put the league on notice. Like, look, guys, it's 17 game, uh, 17 week season. Like, come on now. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you were singing their praises. That's what I meant. But hear me out, right? Four straight highly emotional games, I think, Brandon. And I feel like this could be a letdown spot, right? You got the Monday night game against the Bills at home. Then you play Kansas City at home. You get that Colts game, which, Will, we were talking about how that was basically for the division based on the tiebreakers and what the records were. And then you play that first game without your guy, your main guy, Derrick Henry, Sunday night football on the road to L.A. Now you come home and you're playing the Saints without Jameis Winston. So, so you're saying there I'm was just, incentive in every game. <laughs> yeah. And just like highly emotional games, like there's something on the line or you're playing with adversity. Now you're at home. You got this winning streak. They don't got Jameis Winston over there. They got the backup. So I could see this being a little bit of a letdown spot here. 16 and three are the Saints in their last 19 games on the road. Will Brandon, what do you think about that assessment there from Lamb? I like it, but I still got to go with the Titans. Um, even without Henry, I just think overall they're well coached with Mike Vrabel. So I don't think he'll let this be a letdown game. And Henry was so much for this offense. I know they played one game without him, but they're still trying to figure it out. They're still trying to figure out how can they go on five and six games without him. If this was the fifth game without him, yeah, this can be a trap game. But they're still trying to figure out life without uh Derrick Henry. So I think they will come in and play ball. And the defense, like you said, just been getting better and better. And they were impressive against the Rams last week. So I think the defense is gaining confidence, especially on the back end, you know, getting picks, doing what they do. They having fun. So I think this is where they put it all together at home. And the Saints is not a bad team. They mm -hmm. just are struggling at quarterback right now. You know, they still got Kamara. They just brought over Ingram with with. I think Champagne's going to want to run the ball and be well balanced now because he has Sammy in that quarterback. That's why he traded for Mark Ingram. So I think they know the Saints is going to be a pretty decent team coming in here. It's all about the quarterback play. And Champagne is going to hand the ball off more than they think. So it's going to be a little test. But I like the Titans. No, that that's fair. I, I like both your points. And that's a, I mean, you did make a good point, Lamb, in terms of like, okay, right, they Jaguars division game. Buffalo, it's like, okay, let's prove ourselves because this is the best team. Oh, mm -hmm. we got Kansas City. Let's prove ourselves. This is another one of the best teams. Now we got another divisional game. Oh, we going way to L.A. without our best player. Everyone thinks we're going to lose. So right. I think, right, they did have a motivation, but I, I do like the, the fact that they are a well-coached team. They have really solid leaders on both sides of the football where – they're going to keep the main thing the main thing. We heard that several times playing football in our career. But, man, this it is super interesting. I think if this game was in New Orleans, I probably would pick New Orleans. 
Um, but I, you know, what? I'm I am going to pick them. I'm going to pick New Orleans against the spread. I think I think Tennessee will win this game in Tennessee, but I like New Orleans against the spread. So yes, I'm going to pick Brandon. Who you got? <laughs> <laughs> I like Titans to cover the spread. I just think, like like you said, and what I said, they well coach. They go come out to play in. I think they think it's their year. The Chiefs not running away with the division now. The Bills right. aren't looking too good. The fan base is gonna come out and say that was a bad loss too. Yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be like who? What other team has the momentum right now besides us? Let's take it and run with it. So I gotta go at Titans to cover the spread. Lamb, talk to us. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Saints, man. And last week we picked the same games. I was really upset because I'm trying to, you know, put you out the way, right, in these records that we got going on. But I'm going to go with the Saints too, man. I think this is a letdown spot for for the Titans. All right. Let's get into game number three. This one has some rich history between the Seahawks and the Packers. Uh, The Packers are favored uh, minus three and a half. Rich history as in the 2010s, I believe the games, I believe they're four apiece in the Pete Cower era. Um, the 55% of tickets and 74% of the money are coming in on the Seahawks. Uh, this is, I know Russell's back this week and Aaron is back this week, but you know, we'll see when it's official, official. Uh, both QBs have been playing outstanding. They have been some questionable calls. There have been some crazy Hail Mary throws. Uh, this game is in Green Bay and is going to get a little chilly, but it doesn't matter. Seattle still plays well in that type of weather. And who knows? One of these teams might have OBJ. <laughs> probably mm. not for probably not for this game, but who knows? Um, before we get into some analysis, Lan, what are some uh, betting insights for this game? The Seahawks 3-0 and against the spread in their last three games, despite not having... Dangerous at quarterback, but the Packers five and zero as a favorite against the spread this season. The over in this game, well, if you like points, gravitate to that three and one in the last four meetings. And the Packers, like the Cowboys, have been a buzzsaw against the spread. Eight straight covers for the Green Bay Packers. Well, oh my goodness, this is going to be interesting. I don't even know who I like in this game, really. Um, if if I want to win money, probably I'll pick I'll pick the Packers. But uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on on both teams right now? Actually, let's let's you know what let's talk about this OBJ thing. Like, do you see him fitting on either team more one more than the other? He fits both teams, right? Because OBJ is a type of receiver where if you got a guy that can ad lib at quarterback a little bit, buy a little time, that's where he's dangerous. Like we mentioned before, he's not a guy run five steps, slant, hit it right on time. It's like, that's not who he is. In Seattle with Russell Wilson, they like to get him out of the pocket. They like to buy time. A guy can be running a deep over and then turn it into a deep corner route and <laughs> Russell can just put it there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is, he's the same type of quarterback kind of because he can work from inside the pocket and outside the pocket. Right, so just as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Aaron Rodgers... He's one of the best quarterbacks that's ever going to lace up his shoes in this game. So anybody fits with Aaron Rodgers. But I, I just think OJ, OBJ fit with both teams. He'll be mm-hmm. more dangerous with Aaron Rodgers because of Devontae Adams. Who are you going to put your number one defensive back on? If you go put him on Devontae, Aaron Rodgers is going to make you pay on the other side of the field with OBJ. So I think he's more dangerous with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. But he fit both of these systems so well. Man, oh man, yeah. I this is gonna be an interesting game. I think this is a a, 
a big game to see where Russell is at with his hand, with his finger. Um, that's going to be something to look at. We obviously know Aaron can play. Yeah, he was out with Kobe. He'll come back and you know pick up right where he left off. And this Green Bay team has been playing really, really well. Um, even almost winning last week without Aaron Rodgers. Um, which <laughs> so actually, speaking of last week, I want to bring this up. So obviously, there's there's been a meme going around, and I took a huge part in it with, with Jordan Love's parents, uh, his oh, mom man. being in the <laughs> in the nosebleed section at Arrowhead where you played at for a long part of your career. <laughs> And everyone's like, man, that's so messed up that they did Jordan Love's family that dirty. I'm like, well, you know what? Now this, no, for me, I owe, I made sure in advance that I took care of my people. Now I don't know the story with them, how they handle it. I don't, I don't know. So I'm not going to assume anything, but I knew for away games, whether it was my father, whether it was my wife, whether it was my brother, whoever, I either asked the other team, like a player for their tickets. Or I went on like a stub hub or something like that. And I made sure they had good seats. But let's get into these picks. Lamb, starting with you, who you like in this game. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think Russ coming back is going to fire up that team. And they're just a team who that three and a half, well, that hook, I think Russ is going to keep it close. So even if they're down 10, a late touchdown, maybe set up an onside kick, you know, these two teams will... You, you. I, I'm pretty sure you even played in a game against them in the playoffs. Um, but a lot of history between these two teams, and they a always play these like wacky games. A lot of drama. But I'm glad you yeah. picked Seattle, so I can pick the Packers. Brandon, who you got? <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard to pick, it Nick, is. because what you mentioned, the Seahawks, they always keep the game close. Whether they right. win or lose, it's gonna come down to one possession. So spread-wise, that makes so much sense that you will pick the Seahawks, but Aaron Rodgers been pissing everybody off in the media <laughs> lately. He's just been a villain. And you know what he gonna come out and do Sunday? He, he plays well not- as the villain. Yeah, he just gonna come out, and as soon as you think it's gonna be a close game, Packers gonna win by 14 points. And it's gonna be like, this guy Aaron Rodgers, man. So I think he's gonna come out and have a great, like almost an MVP type performance, especially after Jordan Love just had that performance. He go come out with that chip on his shoulder, like this the guy y'all want to replace me with. Let me remind oh, you who I am. And he's gonna come out and have a great game. So I gotta go with the packs. No, it's, man, it's so I, funny you, you said go ahead, like you you crushed that dude, because I could just see the <laughs> writing on the wall. Next week headlines were coming on he'll he will and just say, Yo, we should have listened, man. Rogers pissed <laughs> off. No, and, and it's so funny because that was that was my thought and narrative from this offseason. Like, okay, he hasn't been back. He's you know, might want to get traded, go somewhere else. I'm like, he's gonna show up and play lights out, you know? Because what happened last year? They got Jordan Love. He's like, all right. Dude wins MVP. Dude's, right. you know, yeah, we just going to go 13 and 3. Casual 13 and 3. Casual 13. <laughs> yeah. Let me just win MVP. Go one game for the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Obviously, I'm going to pick the practice in this one. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so funny you said that. All right. You can find the rest of the lines for this uh, week on the WinBet app. All right. Before we wrap up, it's time to make our picks for Underdog of the Week. This is the dog we think has the best shot to upset their opponent. Okay. So I'm going to let Lamb start off with this one. Who do you think has the best shot to upset their opponent this week? Hmm. Man. Oh, you don't know yet? Let me go first. Nah, this is I, I got it, but I just don't feel as confident as I do the other ones. You know, I've been picking I'm some winners way. on here, Will. Um, you know, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks were Russ. 
I think they could pull it off. I'm taking I'm taking a really good quarterback, catching some points, and I think they could they could sneak a win in in Wisconsin. All right, Brandon, this could be any game. It doesn't have to be the ones you talk about. It could be any game. Like, who do you think has the best shot to upset their opponent? I'm going to go with the 49ers over the Rams. I know you're thinking the Rams might not drop two back-to-back, but it's a division game. And it's in San Fran. What division games? Wins and losses don't matter. It don't matter how the team's been playing. Especially in that division. Exactly. It don't matter how teams been playing up to that point. You know, the 49ers still have a great coach in Shanahan. They got a guy in Jimmy G who can get the job done. You know, so I'm going with the 49ers to go ahead and get this upset this week. Man, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad you said it's possibly two in a row. I'm going to go with the with the 90s NFC matchup here, man. I I think I think the Falcons have a shot to upset the Cowboys this week, man. What the hell is that? Spicy. Look, I'm getting super spicy, man. Like low key, man. They they have been playing pretty damn well, man. Um obviously Cordell Patterson has been outstanding. Matt Ryan has been playing some ball now, okay? So Yeah. I I'm I'm gonna put that out there, man. I think Atlanta has a great shot. All right, finally, we're gonna make our favorite pick of the week. This is a team out of any team playing that we think is the biggest lock to cover. Lamb, start to start us off with this one. Yo, Brandon, my bad, dude. I know it's the first time we're linking up, but I gotta disagree. <laughs> I think the Rams bounce back on the road. In San Fran, I just don't like what I'm seeing from San Fran. Well, we talked about Kyle Shanahan a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you take away that Super Bowl run that he went on. Dude's a pretty below average coach record wise. right? (laughs) So I'm going to go with the Rams to cover and I think rather comfortably, too. Rather comfortably. (laughs) Okay, man. (laughs) You know what? This this actually was going to be my upset team. But I'm going to pick them as my favorite to cover, and it's the Raiders. I think, again, Raiders dealing with some drama. um, And Derek Carr just seems to be so stoic and and positive in every single situation uh, with every player. And so I'm going to pick them as my favorite to cover this week. Brandon, who you got? So mine is the Ravens over the Dolphins. You know, I know the Dolphins have the Ravens at home and – Hollywood Browns from South Florida, Lamar Jackson from South Florida. <laughs> they going down to Miami to put on a show for the career, you know? So they go go out. It's not even going to be close. I mean, they're, they're definitely going to cover. It's going to be an easy game for Baltimore to win. They playing ball right now in Miami. I'm sorry to say it, but they're feeling sorry for themselves right now. Mm-hmm. Two have been banged up. He doesn't feel confident that the franchise thinks he's the guy going forward. Brissett haven't been getting it going, you know, being the backup coming in. Even though I think he's a solid backup, it just haven't been working in Miami so far. So I definitely think the Ravens is the definite lock for uh, the spread to cover. All right, let's quickly recap our picks against the spread. Mine were the Patriots, Saints, Packers. Lamb, who are yours? Patriots, Saints, Seahawks. And Brandon, who'd you have? At Patriots, Titans, and Packers. That's what's up. All right, that's it for today's show. Next episode, we will be recapping on how it went down for week 10 and seeing how our picks turned out. Brandon, man, thank you so much for joining the show, man. So uh, please let us know where they can find you on online. 
at bflowers24 and also the cover 24 podcast please 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 follow on both and just a quick spoiler alert fellas Go. i'm never wrong when it comes to the spread so oh, <laughs> Lord, we're gonna have to bring him back okay. we're gonna bring him back on monday guys we are listen <laughs> no my producer look we're bringing him back on monday okay we want to either brag or he's gonna get lit up one of the two uh you can find me at will blackman on all social media platforms land where can they find you nick day is 10 on twitter and instagram and don't forget this friday we will be continuing our underdog tale series brandon this is where we break down some of the greatest upsets in sports history it's a narrative i do of any sport some of the greatest upsets this week i'll be telling the story of how holly holm her shocking defeat over Ronda Rousey in UFC 193. So do not miss it. Check it out. For sure. And always do not forget to subscribe, throw us a rating and review, and tell your friends. Uh, again, Brandon, man, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much uh, for coming to the show. And uh, yeah, we'll catch y'all next time. All right.